Hi guys, Paul here from the Complete Personal Trainer Podcast and Meldrum Performance Coaching. Welcome to the second episode in my journey of uh, understanding and disseminating information. Uh, in the first episode, I talked all about where I used to get my information from, which was mainly gurus and teachers. Uh, I had four, I didn't mention one in the first one where I got most of my information from, but Gary did get most of his information from Czech and Poliquin, so I kind of went to the source. And most of my learning was from those guys. And you know, it was good in a way because I got access to a lot of information very, very quickly about a number of different topics and it taught me a really, really good work ethic. The bad thing was I just kind of accepted everything that they said at face value without really understanding it or critically analyzing any of that information. So what kind of led me on that path was I was starting to read research and uh, look at the things a little bit deeper because it was becoming more and more available, it was there. Um, some of the courses I was doing was making me were making were forcing me to read studies, which is fine. I wasn't actually against that. I was very excited to do it. And I remember I wrote an article for my old gym, DCL Performance, where I worked out three really bad fat loss foods that you didn't think it was like fruit, yogurt, and something else. And Lyle McDonald, who's a legend in the field of fitness and nutrition, uh, commented in the post and tore me to shreds for writing shit basically. And I kind of just deleted it at the time, blocked him, banned him, all that kind of stuff, because it wasn't nice having someone come on the page and tear me to shreds. And as I thought about it, I was like, why would someone, why would this promote such a vitrolic response in someone? Why would someone get so pissed off over something like this? And from what, I, from what my understanding now is because it was untrue, and I was just repeating what I had heard from these gurus that I had followed. And the evidence really strongly suggests that, you know, yogurt's not gonna make you fat and fruit's not gonna make you fat. People aren't gaining excess body weight because they're eating too much yogurt and fruit. It's calories and calories are the most important thing. So I started really kind of breaking down the information I was hearing and then looking at the evidence and what other people were saying and looking for viewpoints that were differing to what I was being taught. And I started understanding the hierarchy of evidence. And the hierarchy of evidence is basically a way where you can look at information and see how valid it is. The top of the hierarchy is basically a systematic review where all the information is viewed by multiple people. It's fact-checked, it's uh, checked for errors, it's checked for um, biases and potential flaws in the research. It's checked for everything, basically. And there's other levels of this, which are like critically appraised studies, randomized control trials, etc. And I'll be putting all this in the Instagram post for this as well because it's much easier to read than it is to listen to and understand all the levels in a podcast. And then you can obviously refer back to it. And the bottom tier is background information, expert opinion. And the unfortunate truth of the matter is that anyone can claim to be an expert in any single field. And the one thing that I did notice that was in common with all these gurus that I was following is that they said that calories didn't really matter for fat loss, which, you know, I liked at the time because it meant I didn't have to track calories, awesome winning. Um, I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff, but unfortunately that's not true. Calories are probably the only thing that matter for fat loss. Uh, of course, other things make it easier to stick to a calorie deficit, but if we're gonna like, you know, bolt it down to its true essence, being in calories in, calories out is weight loss summed up in a nutshell. Uh, all the research proves that, systematic reviews pro prove that. If you're arguing against that now, you're literally directly in conflict 
with what the research says. So that made me start questioning, well, why was I doing this? Uh, why was, uh, why am I listening to gurus and experts when the evidence is wrong? And why am I you know, attributing so much of my information to them and potentially misleading my clients, misleading my students and you know, other people as well that might be following me on social media. And then people like, uh, you know, Bar McDonald tearing me apart. And I picked up a book called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And in this book, it was really something that enlightened me to why I was doing this. And this book is all about cognitive biases. So what a cognitive bias is, is when what you're thinking about uh, or what the information is, you've got like there's a flaw in your reasoning and your rationale behind it. And what I was doing with all these educators, and they were mainly experts in corrective exercise, biomechanics, and uh, strength and conditioning. And I was applying the uh, Dunning-Kruger effect to them. Um, and for that one, that basically, that bias is basically when someone is ignorant or unskilled in the given domain, they tend to believe they're much more competent than what they are. So because they have knowledge in an unrelated domain of health, which is strength and conditioning, fitness, whatever, which is all really, really cool stuff, they thought they had knowledge about something else. And what I was attributing to them was the expert effect. So basically, because they were expert in one thing, they were expert in all things, which probably wasn't really the best way to go about it. Uh, from there, I then applied loss aversion to that, which is basically, I stuck to what they were saying, even though the evidence was you know, against that, proving it wrong, because it was quite painful recognizing that I had been teaching the wrong information. I'd be better off just holding onto it rather than actually moving forward and looking at other things, which you know is a little bit of a problem. Um, and I also invested in the sunk cost fallacy, which is sunk cost fallacy is when you rationally follow through on an activity that's not meeting your expectations because you've already spent time, money, effort, energy, sweat, equity into it as well. And that's exactly what I was doing. I had put a lot of money into it. I put a lot of effort into it. So I kept on following it, uh, even though it was a problem. And the other thing I did is that I had a confirmation bias. There's other ones as well, but we'll, we won't go too deep. And confirmation bias is when you tend to search for or interpret information that confirms pre-existing beliefs, uh, you know, which leads to issues. And I would go read books or read information that supported only what they would say to kind of get a better, to feel more confident in that itself, rather than actually going out and looking for information that directly contradicted that, and then looking at where that fell on the hierarchy of evidence and then making a decision based from that. So it was really interesting learning all this stuff about how my brain was working, how evidence really works, and then looking at all the shortfalls that I had in my coaching, in my education, in my students and my clients because of that. I just seem to talk about all the things I screwed up. Um, either way, so that was a really cool transformative experience that took a number of years to do. It wasn't something I just decided one day I'm perfect and I nailed that. It was. It took a long time to get through that. So now you understand from, well, hopefully I've helped lead a little bit more clarity on you know, hierarchy of evidence and then like certain cognitive biases that can actually influence you in your understanding of information. So what you can do with this is start looking at where you're getting the information from, where is it sitting? 
For example, if you're selling multi-level marketing supplements and your evidence is coming from that company, that is a very low level of evidence for a number of reasons and you're probably looking for things to serve that because you're financially, emotionally invested in that. So that's something to consider. It's very challenging to do that. So have a look at the information you got now. Have a look at where it's come from. Have a look at uh, are you applying any kind of these biases that I've talked about to it. And what we'll do in the next episode is I'll talk about what I do now and some strategies that you can use to basically avoid these areas as much as you possibly can. Stay tuned. Speak soon.